630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. NHL skills competition has moved on from the breakaway challenge to the uh, uh, basically they're on the strip lane uh, blackjack <laughs> shooting uh, pucks at uh, a bunch of cards. Uh, so interesting concept for sure. And it's, it's, it's totally Vegas. So I think it's pretty cool. By the way, the breakaway challenge, two highlights, one Kirill Kaprizov changed into Alex Ovechkin, who's not at the uh, all-star game because he missed, uh, well, he actually missed the game against the Oilers on Wednesday because he's in COVID-19 protocol. And uh, Trevor Zegras, who was blindfolded and uh, had dodgeballs thrown or had beach balls or I don't know, it's like those bouncy balls that my my kids play with uh, thrown at him. He was blindfolded and he did a just a, a, a 360 and found the back of the net. It was incredible. It looked better than I'm describing it, I swear. <laughs> okay. Uh, Oil Kings, uh, they're on the board now, 2-1. Uh, Jake uh, Neighbors with the goal. Uh, Saskatoon Blades still lead the Kings, Oil Kings 2-1. And uh, out at Sakers Acres, it was the Oilers alumni beating the Montreal Canadiens alumni, 9-8 in the shootout. DeBrusque, uh, Louis DeBrusque with the tying goal and uh, the winning goals in the shootout scored by Fernando Pisani. Super Bowl will take place next week at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. The second time in a row that we will see a uh, NFL, the uh, Super Bowl participant uh, host a game last year was uh, the first time with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers blowing out the Kansas City Chiefs but it'll be the Rams against the Cincinnati Bengals who look great in the uh, second half especially against the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game and quarterback Joe Burrow says the team's tight chemistry is partly why they made it so far this season you know there's not one guy on the team that I wouldn't feel comfortable hanging out off the field with you know I would I would text just about anybody on the team about a, a function that we were going to. And I think that's one, it's a rare thing. And two, I think really that's one of the, the top reasons why we're in the position that we're in. And I know one individual who's very excited about this, I'm sure. He's a former Cincinnati Bengal. In fact, he's a former member of the Edmonton football team, uh, two-time breakup champion here with the Green and Gold in 03 and 05. It's nice to talk to Rashad Genty again. Rashad, how you doing? How's it going? Did you hear that? The Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl? Like, does that even sound real? <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's You know what sounds real is when it's, oh, another first-round loss, another first-round loss, because it's been a frustrating time in Cincinnati uh, since 1988, the last time the Bengals were in the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't even think they won a playoff game since then. I know they've been on this crazy streak of, uh, you know, every time they made the playoffs, they would they would lose. But for you, and you you live in the Cincinnati area, like, and you played for this franchise. I mean, how how great is this, Rashad? It's it's amazing, man. You know, to this day, it, it just hasn't sunk in. It's like it's unbelievable that we actually going to the Super Bowl. But you know, the seat the the uh, the city is uh, excited. You know, we we pull it for our team. Uh, the city needs it. 
and uh, we got one more game to go. So hopefully the boys, you know, bring that ring home and bring that trophy back to the city and uh, make everyone proud. Now, before we talk about the current team, which is on an amazing run, Joe Burrow has been fun to watch. The whole team's fun to watch. Uh, uh, they've been doing some special things. Uh, tell me what it was like to play in Cincinnati uh, for the Bengals, what type of a sports town, a football town uh, it is, and, and, and the pressure and the angst that you maybe felt playing for uh, that fan base. Uh, well, when I got here in 2006, um, you know, the city was um, – we had a good team the year before I got here, 2005. It was a good team. Of course, the Palmer got hurt in a playoff game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot, of, um, a lot of a lot of excitement, you know, for the team because it was a good team. And in 2006, um, we didn't do too – we didn't do too well, but it still was hoping the city fans were, you know, pulling for the team and things like that, you know in the city got people talking about the team and wishing the best for us and um you know some passionate fans here in Cincinnati you know it's been a long time like you said since 1988 I was five years old at that time but it's been a long time for uh since the team been to the to the Super Bowl and if any city deserve it it's Cincinnati now, when you were there, like it wasn't all it wasn't all despair there. I mean, you did win a AFC, you know, you uh, yeah, AFC North title in '09, I believe, right? Yeah, we actually swept the division that year. That was an amazing year. Um, that team there in that year, we went through a lot of trials and tribulations. Um, uh, Chris Henry died, passed away, unfortunately, that year. Uh, our defense right. coordinator Mike Zimmer, his wife passed that year, all during the season. During the season, so. Um, I think that kind of brought us closer as a team, and um, we did pretty well. Like you said, we won the AFC North, but um, we ended up playing the Jets in the playoff game, um, and we unfortunately lost. But um, nonetheless, it was a, it was a great season. It was a pretty good season. It was a pretty good season for us. I, I got to ask you this because there there is I do know a few Bengals fans that are in the building or that used to work at the station. Um, there's a couple that work work now currently that are that are huge Bengals fans, so they're very excited wait, right wait, now. Wait like a you are. So so wait so Everton has Bengal fans. Is Bengal fans Everton? They do. Yes, I oh, I know more crazy. Bengals fans than I than I care to to admit here, man. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. I love it. You know, and and they say one thing to me for years. They said one thing for years, and I know he's not there anymore, but when Marvin Lewis, who you played under, would come back every year, um, and uh, the ownership loved him, there was a lot of frustration uh, with that because it's like, oh, they're bringing back Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis. You know, like, why would they do that? He's a good coach, but, 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 you know, everyone says but in sports. Uh, What was he like to play for, though? Uh, Coach Lewis was amazing, man. I think he... He understood everyone. He was very, uh, very relatable. You know, you an uh, easy person to talk to. Um, he was a great coach. You know, uh, one thing I did respect about Coach Lewis is that um, I could go talk to him. You know what I mean? In some places, you know, I came here as an undrafted free agent, but his door was open. And it didn't matter who you were. You could come talk to him with open arms. He made you feel comfortable. And that's important in professional sports when you're not making, you're not one of the faces of the franchise and things of that nature. You know, um, you know, we need that. You know what I mean? Um, Coaching-wise, um, 
you know, he let his coaches coach. You know, he was the head coach, but he let his defensive coordinator coach. He let his linebacker coach coach. And when need be, he came and stepped in when need be. But he was a great guy, man, a great coach. And um, I definitely enjoyed my time playing under him. Rashad Genty joining us, former Cincinnati Bengal, former member of the Edmonton football team, two-time Grey Cup champion, joining us here on 630 Chad Inside Sports. So let's talk about the current team. Uh, they beat the Raiders in the in the wild card round. They go to Tennessee, the number one seed in the AFC. They knock them off. They go to the second seeded team in the AFC, Kansas City Chiefs. Terrible start, but man, did they ever rally and come back and win that game? This is a fun group to watch on offense, especially with Joe Burrow and those receivers. But when you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, w what jumps to mind uh, for you that for that are the reasons why they're in this position, and, and that is in, in the uh, Super Bowl next week against the LA Rams? It was two moments in the season, and it happened early in the season that kind of uh, resonated and caught my eye, so to speak. It was bad moments for the team, but. It's paying off now. Uh, back when we played the back when we played the Chicago Bears, I think it was week two or three in Chicago. Joe Barrow threw like three or four interceptions, you know, and we lost the game. And those interceptions was like, dude, what are you looking at? You throwing a strike to the guy like it was just crazy mistakes. <laughs> and I was at the house cussing him, you know, like, dude, what are you doing? You know, blah blah blah. And. <laughs> And then the next game, but Joe needed that. You know what I mean? Get that out of the way early. You see your mistakes. You know what I mean? He, uh, He's a guy. I mean, Joe is Joe Burrow. You know, Joe is Joe. So he's a mature young guy. And he seems like a guy who go learn from his mistakes. And that's the kind of season he's been having. He don't make the same mistakes often, you know, twice. He don't make the same mistake twice often, put it like that. So I think that was a big game for him. That game needed to happen, and I'm glad that happened early in the season. And you can see how he's playing now. He's playing, he playing like a veteran now. You know, he's composed. Yeah. You know, he's a leader. His teammates are following him. And the other, the other part of the early in the season is when we played the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if you remember this game or watched it. I don't know if we went in overtime, but the field goal kickers was going back and forth. They missed like a total of like, what, five, six kicks. Our field goal mm -hmm, kicker, right. the, the rookie from Florida, and as well as Green Bay's kicker, they, he missed a couple. It was going back and forth. And that was, a, that was a very important game for our kicker. You know what I mean? He's a rookie. We at home. He's missing kicks that he typically normally probably make. You know what I mean? And he needed that. You know what I mean? That was a great – we lost that game, but that was a great game. Just like the Bears when Burrow was throwing all those inter interceptions. We lost that game, but that was great teaching moments for those young guys to see their mistakes, you know, get that out of the system. I'm glad that happened early in the system where now – I mean, system, sorry. Early in the season where now you see later in yep. the season they're not, they're not making those same mistakes. Really quick, last year our field goal kicker, I forgot his name, you know, he, he lost about three or four games, you know, just by missing the, the, the winning kick. This year we don't have yeah. that. And, and McPherson, our rookie kicker, like he's he's that guy's special, man. I went to try to buy his jersey um, when we played uh, probably about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. We played the Cleveland Browns at home when we lost. But before the game, I went to the pro shop to try to buy his jersey because yeah. there's something about this guy. This guy made clutch kicks. Excuse me, clutch kicks. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You don't realize how important kickers are. Shout out to Sean Fleming because that guy was clutch when I was in in uh, up in 
Edmonton. You know, mm-hmm. and, and when you're young, when you're young, you don't realize how important kickers are. You know how important the the punter the punter, the punter is. How important the snapper is. Like these are key guys on a football team that don't get a lot of a lot of notoriety. But when things go wrong, you know everybody's on their back. You know, so shout out to all the kickers. Any kids out there kicking, man, you guys are important punters. Long snappers, like those, are the most important guys on the field, probably that don't get no recognition. You know, those guys miss one snap; they miss, you know, they don't get that snap right. You know, on a bullseye at the right time. Everything is synchronized. You got to get there quick because everything, you know, that kicker's got his motion. He got to kick the yeah. ball. You know, the hole got to get. You know, so those 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 things are very important. And I think, um, you know, championship championship teams. Do the little things right and consistent and all the time, you know. And I think that's why we're at where we're at. At least part of the reason. <laughs> you you could start a campaign too. You mentioned you know about buying uh, McPherson's jersey. You could start a campaign that we should go buy you know kickers and punters jersey. I think all kickers and punters would get behind that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Those those guys are so important, man. They're so important. Yeah. Look how many look how many games McPherson won just by kicking the game. You know the um. The field goal at the end to win the game. Yeah, know, totally true. That's, that's important. Yep. Yeah. So in the professional sports, a lot of games are won by field goals. You know, less than seven points. You know, three point games. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Rashad Genting joining us, former Cincinnati Bengals uh, linebacker and played up here in Edmonton, uh, had a couple of stints. Uh, the most recent one was in 2012, but uh, we remember Rashad big time in 03, 04, and 05. And uh, tell me about coming to, first of all, were you 19 years old when you showed up in 2003? Do I have that right? Actually, I just turned 20. <laughs> I okay. just turned 20. So I was, uh, I was like two weeks of being 20, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen often anymore. I mean, I, I believe, if I if I'm correct, the double E had. I think Mike Sellers was here as a 19, 20 year old, and I think, I think Gerald Rose was 19 or 20 in 05 when he was a rookie with you guys. But, but it doesn't happen really anymore that you see anyone that young play football. Now you have to be, uh, you know, 22, 23, 24. But what was it like coming up here? Uh, first to, you know, another country to learn another game. But man, you played with some special people uh, for those three seasons. I did. And, and you know, I'm blessed, man. To, to When I first signed, you know, and told my mom and let her know I was going to Edmonton Eskimos, like, I didn't know what was the Edmonton. Like, what is the Edmonton? <laughs> you know what I mean? Coming from Miami, being raised from Miami, Florida, I knew absolutely nothing about Canada. But on the flip side, to this day, when people ask me how was my time in Canada, and I and I say this sincerely with my heart, that was the best three years of my life. That was the best. That was the best three. Uh, three. Excuse me. That was the best three years of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like you said, part of that reason was the guys in the locker room. Um, that team that we had, you know, I was just fortunate enough to be a part of that team. Cause that team was already there. I believe they went to the Great Cup and lost the year 2002, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So to so to be a, so be so to be able to be a part of that team as a young guy, and um, you know, coming from college, but now you got guys, you know, like AJ Gas. Um, Singora Mobley, you know, these, these veteran guys, Ricky Ray, Ed Hervey, you 
know, um, I think Mike, was Mike Pringle there at the time? I think Mike Pringle was there. Yeah, Mike Pringle was there in 03 and 04. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those guys, you know, like grown men with families who come to work every day. Like, it's just, it was just different. Like, you had, I had no choice but to, to, um, to learn from that and to grow from that. And I'm the type of guy who go observe and, 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 and see who's doing it right. You know what I mean? And everyone was doing it right, so I couldn't miss. I couldn't miss, and um, I'm thankful for that, man. And then, and then the other side of it was the fans, the city. You know, the city of Edmonton, like, that's – man, I tell people all the time when we, this conversation come up, like, Edmonton is a city that you, you would just never imagine. You know, I, I, never, I didn't know what to expect when I, went, when I came up to Edmonton, but I was definitely overwhelmed. I felt welcomed. You know, here in the States, a lot of times, you know, you get looked at a certain way. You know, we're different down here in the States. We kind of screwed up, to be honest with you. But up in <laughs> Canada, it was, you know, I never felt, I never felt, um, I never felt any type of way like I was a threat. Sometimes you feel like you're not supposed to be here, just how people look at you and, and also how they treat you. And I never felt that way up in Edmonton, you know what I mean? And for that, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely appreciative, man. I really am. And that goes to the testament of the people in Edmonton as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a common sentiment, Rashad, and, uh, you know, that's why there's a lot of uh, ex-players that uh, they're not from here, but they live here because they've just fallen in love with the city. And I know uh, I know you had a special bond with the fans here as well. And, uh, man, it, it's just so nice to hear your voice again, Rashad. Uh, you're, one of the, you're one of my favorite people to ever talk to uh, that wore the green and gold. And uh, I'm excited for your Bengals and, and for the city and the vibe. And, uh, hey, I don't have to ask you who you think is going to win the Super Bowl because I know what the answer is going to be. So, you know, you don't, I, I don't even need to ask a prediction because I know who you're really? going for. <laughs> yeah, I'm going for, I'm going for the Bengals, but a really quick story. Um, 2006 yeah. is when I signed with the Bengals as an undrafted free agent coming from Edmonton. It's two guys, Andrew Whitworth, the, the Los Angeles Rams left tackle, mm -hmm. like the oldest left him, as well as a, it's a guy named Eric Henderson. We all we all was in Cincinnati. Was we was all rookies in 2006 in Cincinnati, and it's amazing for one that Andrew Whitworth is still playing and playing at a high level, and then the other guy Eric Henderson you may not be familiar with his name, but he's actually the defensive line coach for the um for the for the L.A. Rams. He's their defensive line coach, and he was an undrafted guy out of Georgia Tech. And when I say this was a guy, um, he was undrafted. He was on a practice squad. But his story is an amazing story. Um, like I said, we all came to Cincinnati in 2006. And for him, he's a good friend of mine to this day. You know, I know his old backstory. Guys, uh, he's out of New Orleans, you know. Um, parents passed away young, all that. So the trials and tribulations that he'd been through in life, he didn't let those things um, affect him in a way in a way that uh, deterred him from following his dreams. But um, to end this, like uh, like I said, he was undrafted, and for him to now be a coach in the NFL, you know, I used to visit him when he was a coach first starting out in Georgia, at Georgia Military, like from the bottom where the coaches had to cut the grass. You know, then he went on to um, – he just climbed his way up. He started from the mud, from the bottom, and climbed his way up. And for him now to be coaching um, Aaron Donald, um, uh, the other guy, um, the defensive end, who just, you know, for him to be coaching that defensive line yep. in the Super Bowl, it's amazing, man. And um, yeah. if anybody listening, if anybody out there listening, man, 
sometimes we have to start from the bottom, but just don't give up. If you know you got a dream, there's something that you really want to do, there's nothing can stop you. You know, we have, we have, we have, um, speed bumps sometimes it's speed bumps but keep at it and um i'm just proud of him proud of those guys you know i really hope that they win the super bowl um you know andrew whitworth is probably his last year i don't know um eric henderson he's a coach he's like in his fifth year you know we all around the same age 38 39 i'm just happy for those guys so i really would like the Bengals yeah. to win but if they didn't win i'm happy for the yeah. rams for andrew whitworth as well as eric henderson so yeah great stuff yeah i appreciate you telling that story rashad nice to hear from you again and uh yeah have fun watching the super bowl man and uh, we'll talk to you down the road i'm sure take care now yeah thank you bye that's Rashad Genty, former uh, double E defensive end, also played with the Cincinnati Bengals for four seasons on the Certainty Hotline. Professional grade building materials pro all the way. Back to wrap in a moment. All right, so Leon Dreisaitl uh, just competed in the. Uh, Accuracy shooting. Connor McDavid loses in the uh, fastest skater. Jordan Cairo won that event in a tight, uh, very tight uh, uh, group. And uh, McDavid finishes fourth. Uh, Edmonton Oil Kings losing 5-1 now in the third period to the Saskatoon Blades. 9-8, the Oilers alumni over the Canadians alumni in the uh, Heritage Classic Alumni Classic at Sakers Acres. You can still uh, get in on the 50-50 at uh, edmontonoilers.com. Calm. So the All-Star game tomorrow for the NHL early in the uh, afternoon, and then the Oilers back on Monday. Reed Wilkins back on Monday. Oilers and we'll, we'll play the Vegas Golden Knights on Tuesday. Uh, Elks lose out on the Jeremiah Mazzoli sweepstakes. The uh, former Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback is going to sign with the Ottawa Red Blacks for agency. Opens 10 a.m. on Tuesday, Edmonton time. For studio producer Kellen Kennedy, my producer today was Brendan Clack. I'm Dave Campbell. Have a great weekend. Good night. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.